Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077 podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me again is my good pal, Simon. A gentleman. Today we're discussing Season 9, Episode 13, No Laughing Matter. It's the 211th episode overall, directed by Burt Medcalf, written by Elias Davis and David Pollock, originally aired on February 16th, 1981, and the production code is Z413. Hey, Hawk, here we go, here's a good one. How secure are you? Question number one, do you become evasive when asked about your true feelings? Depends what you mean by evasive. Come on, Hawk, yes and no answers only. All right, yes and no. That's a yes, okay. Number two, is being insecure robbing you of personal fulfillment? No, it's being in Korea. This is a silly test. What do you mean? It was developed by the top psychiatrist at Reader's Digest. Yeah, the way they condense everything. What's his name, Dr. Sigmund Fred? Okay, fine. Well, forget about it. Hey, hey, just because I think it's silly doesn't mean I don't want to take it. Come on, question number three. All right, funny guy, I'll give you one more chance. Question number three, do you find it necessary to deal with serious subjects in a joking manner? No. All right, that does it. All you want to do is joke around. Here. There's an article in there about you. Humor in uniform. Wait a minute, I was serious. Come on, you joke all the time. It says, do I find it necessary? I don't. It's not like I'm a gagaholic. Howdy, Captains. Membership still open in this powwow? Pull up a chair, Colonel. Reader's Digest. Darn fine publication. Mildred and I have the complete abridged library. Mildred can never figure out what they've cut out of those books. They seem perfect. Yeah, I love those. My favorites are A Tale of a City, and the two musketeers. I also have the plot summary. Hawkeye's challenge to go through a day without telling a joke is complicated by Winchester's amusingly desperate attempt to curry the favor of a hated visiting officer. I thought you'd want to see this twix, sir. Colonel Horace Baldwin is coming here tomorrow on a fact-finding tour. Happens every time the army starts running low on facts. Horace Baldwin. If I were with Western Union, I would at this moment be receiving a gratuity. Get back to work, lad. Talk is cheap. And so is the colonel. Now I place the moniker Baldwin's the honcho who exiled Winchester from his cushy job at Tokyo General. When the major finds out about this, he's going to sneeze bricks. <laughs> Let me handle this. I want to be there and see that. No, put a lid on it, Pierce. This is a powder keg. I don't want anybody setting a match to it. Don't worry about me, colonel. No more horacing around. Well, I'm not looking forward to breaking the news to him. I better fix myself another toddy. What are you doing? Keeping a running tab. I only had one drink. Who's talking about drinks? You did five jokes. Tale of a city, the two musketeers, running low on facts. So, what's the point? Well, according to official statistics just released by the Army, you did five jokes in about a minute. That's uh, 300 jokes an hour, 15 hours a day, about 5,000 jokes a day. You're a funny guy. Not secure, but funny. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. The, the point is, I didn't have to make any of those. I just felt like it. Of course, I understand. So what you're saying is I could get out of the army as an insecurity risk, huh? That's six. And guest stars in this episode, Robert Simmons returns as Colonel Horace Baldwin. And we have Elaine Saki, who returns as Rosie. And Jeff Maxwell returns as Private Igor Straminsky. And then we have Mahi, who played the Korean woman. She has 19 credits to her name and is still acting today. And Nathan Jung plays Korean Man. Uh, 57 credits to his name. He's normally cast as heavies and bodyguards, apart from here, where he's simply just Korean Man. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, we have Kelly Nakahara returning as Kelly Yamato. They knew what they were talking about when they passed the Golden Rule. 
do unto others as you would have others do unto you. Forgive and forget is a pretty savvy sentiment, too. And might I also remind you that valor is not the only thing that discretion is the better part of. Colonel, I, th I pray that there is a reason why you are assaulting me with Bartlett's barrage of platitudes. I'm trying to put some stiff in that upper lip of yours, Winchester. An old friend of yours is coming to call. Oh. <clears throat> Colonel Horace Baldwin. Horace Baldwin? When? Uh, sometime tonight. Isn't that interesting? You know, I haven't seen him since I left Tokyo. Well, I must say, you've got a tighter grip on your reins than I expected you would. I was sure you'd Vesuvius all over my office. Oh, Colonel, what's the point bearing a grudge? Glad to see you using some common sense. What possible benefit could I derive from becoming angry over the impending arrival of the cretin who banished me to this flea hatchery? You are using common sense, aren't you? Just because I was forced to surrender the delights of Tokyo, where I could indulge in kabuki? And octopus? Winchester, you're letting that go to yours get got again. Have you ever savored the Epicurean delight of fresh octopus? I don't care for any food that hangs onto the plate when you pick it up. The injustice of it all! To banish me to this vermin preserve just to avoid paying the $600 he lost to me in a cribbage game. Ergo, when he arrives, I shall perform elective surgery on the first organ that presents itself. Major, I've got a hospital to run, and I don't want Baldwin in it. Oh, sir, this may be the only chance I have to savor the sweet fruit of revenge. I swear, by all that is holy on Beacon Hill, I shall get even. Winchester, ten, hut! I need a volunteer to stay away from Colonel Baldwin, and you're it. About face! Forward! Skedaddle! All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. You want to start us off, Meds? Okay, I give this eight. Aha! Me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like this episode, mainly because of fact <clears throat> it's uh, obviously it's a Charles episode. Mm -hmm. um, I do love, uh, and I said this on a previous episode about David Douglas Dyer's uh, facial acting. When uh, Potter tells him that Horace Baldwin is turning up, <laughs> uh, Charles's face is just absolutely fantastic. And it does really nearly knock the thumb, uh, uh, the thumb painting off the wall as well. Uh -huh. um, so I, lo I love the whole of that build-up of him sort of like taking Max's advice, actually, of like, you know, just being calm, like, you know, looking up to him and he's going playing bridge and losing at something like $452, which must be an extortion amount of money <laughs> uh, in this day and age. Uh, I also like the the slight B story of BJ challenging Hawkeye not to say any jokes. That's quite good. Although, you know, Hawkeye, again, he's been a little bit off on these past few episodes. He still comes across as a bit of a tit here. Yeah. Um, but, you know, fair play to Mike Fowl again. He, wonderful acting from him. Um, the whole thing as well where uh, Margaret goes into into the uh, the you know the colonel's tent to to do some work and he tries to attack her and you, and you hear you do hear a little bit in the background of uh, margaret saying why have you got this plastic bag on your head and you, if you don't listen carefully you do kind of miss that actually and it's not too later on where um you know margaret's saying about it the fact that his pjs were leather and he was wearing a plastic bag on his head. Now, that's, that's some serious yeah. sadomasochistic kind of... That's some kink. Uh, things. Yeah, really <laughs> strange, kinky stuff going yeah. on there. Yeah. And you know full well that Charles is not... That just would not be the honourable thing for him to do. And it's a wonderful speech by Charles. Mm. And you can even see that he's, he's kind of going... 
Oh, God, I'm going to have to, you know, not get out of Korea here yep. just by doing it. But, you know, he there's no way on his earth he would have, you know, let Margaret yeah. go down that path at all. He stuck up for before many a time. This is their family at the end of the day. And as much as they can't stand each other at the times, that, you know, he'd never do anything like that. And that's why I love this episode again. I, I love these kind of little things where you see them all sticking up for each other. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's the reason why I gave it an eight. Yeah. No, I am right there with you. Gave it an eight, uh, especially out of the group. This is the sixth episode of the six that we watched. So I'm yeah. very happy that we ended on this really high note after the ones that we previously watched where we had you know, about seven, seven and a half. So I was really happy when this one came on because I really enjoyed this one. I love the fact that Hawkeye is trying not to be funny and him trying not to be funny is funny. Yeah. So, you know, he wasn't doing zingers, but just his, 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 like, and I know you talk about facial acting all the time and with Charles mm. or with David Spears, but yeah, Alan Alda has the same thing. Oh yeah. Just, and same thing with Loretta Swit. These characters can, they're just amazing actors that they just give a look or a smile or a wink or anything. And it's just so funny. Of course, Winchester's sucking up to Baldwin, you know, cause he, and I love the fact that it is Klinger's advice that he took, um, which is funny. Yeah. I felt bad for Winchester. You know, in in the overall scheme of everything, because he was, he just really wants to get back to Tokyo. He wants to get out of the 407 7th. So he was willing to try anything. And he's so, it's it, it just like a issue, you know, one problem after another just kept arising for him. And he just, it was like cascading and he just couldn't get out of it until the very end. I love that he stood up to Baldwin. And like you said, you know, he, his, his friendship with Margaret is too strong. There's no way he was going to throw her under the bus because he had it. It was he was home. He was going to Tokyo. Baldwin was going to take him. All he had to do was lie. Yeah. And we know Charles to be, and I said this before in previous episodes. He's an extremely honorable man. He may be a pompous ass, but he his honor is real strong, and he he sticks with it. He he is a man. He steps up, and like you say, you can just see the look in his face that he knows what he has to do. He knows he, he's giving away Tokyo right here. His his this is his last chance to get back to Tokyo, yeah. and he's not going to get it, because he has to step up and protect Margaret, and I love that part. Um, and of course, I love, you know, at the end with Hawkeye on the PA, doing jokes that for that entire day he's giving punchlines from previous things the entire time, which was funny. Attention, all personnel! It is now twelve oh one, which means it's no longer today; it's tomorrow. This is Benjamin Franklin Burrow, livening up your dead of night. Thanks to B.J. Honeycutt, I had a brief bout with Jocus Interruptus, <laughs> but now I'm back to abnormal. So bear with me while I take care of some unfinished business. Hey, Igor, keeper of the public domain. Before you go to bed, don't forget to walk tomorrow's breakfast. And let me tell you something, Margaret. You always talk about the leather, but you never do anything about it. You know, you know what I mean? And a big hello to Charles, our chief procurement officer. I guess you found out you can't get to Tokyo on the layaway plan. Uh, you know? <laughs> and the ever-popular Horace Baldwin is hereby awarded the Fig Leaf Cluster for service above and beneath the call of duty. <laughs> but seriously, folks. Mm. And then, of course, I like the little tag at the end with Margaret and Winchester. And they have their, they have their little moments. Yeah. Um, which is funny, again. It was it was just, it was a good episode. Good some good character building for Winchester uh, and Margaret. And yeah, the the this this guy was just creepy. 
Creepy. Creepy old man. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, it just made my skin crawl. <laughs> just thinking about it now, it's just, yeah. The fact that he just thought Winchester can go get anybody, some woman, you know, is just, mm. yeah. Ugh. Anyways, but, yeah, so overall it was, a, it was a really enjoyable episode. I enjoyed it a lot, and I'm glad you did too. So that was yeah. really cool. How about IMDb? Okay, they gave it a 7.7, 7, so a little bit lower than both of our eight, but uh, okay. near enough near enough about right. Yeah, very cool. How would you like to win an all-expense-paid trip to Tokyo for the rest of the war? Tokyo? Japan? That's right, the Pearl of the Orient. And all you have to do to win this contest is to know the three W's for getting ahead. What to kiss, who's to kiss, and when to kiss it. Surely you are not proposing Horace Baldwin's. The man who sent you here is the man who can take you away from all this. That shouldn't have been in will. Major, look at the big picture. If you're smart, the only physical thing you'll greet Colonel Baldwin with is a handshake. This situation calls for tact, diplomacy, and sucking up. Suck up? A Winchester? Remember, to grow a beautiful rose... Sometimes you gotta shovel a lot of manure. Why am I listening to this interminable drivel when there is a perfect murder to be planned? Uh, this one I struggled for behind the scenes. Uh, these aren't hmm. the, the, the most stellar behind the scenes, but, you know, this is what I got for you guys. Uh, when David Ogden Steers joins the cast as Major Winchester, he is transferred to the 4077 by Colonel Baldwin, a full bird colonel. However, when Colonel Baldwin's character visits the 4077th in this episode, he is a lieutenant colonel. So maybe his escapades got him downgraded. Yeah, it sounds like, doesn't it? Maybe he should have learned a lesson there. Um, when Charles and Harvey Baldwin are playing cribbage in the swamp, Charles say that Baldwin has raised his debt of 623. However, when Baldwin hands Winchester over to Potter in Fade In, Fade Out, the debt is actually $672.17. Mm, yeah, a little mm. continuity. Continuity over there. Yeah. Oh, well. They got close. I don't know. Close, how, I don't know how you can get that close and not get it right. <laughs> yeah. You know, you think you would go back at the script and read what the number was, but oh well. <laughs> Major, uh, if I could have a word with you uh, in private. <laughs> this is more than I can handle. I got to get out of here before it gets any better. Winchester, how would you like to be on my staff in Tokyo? Uh, did I hear Tokyo? Yeah, I'll just need a small favor. Name it. Major Houlihan has gone to Colonel Potter to accuse me of accosting her. You and I could get in a lot of hot water. Oh, well, now that wouldn't do. However, if we stick together, we can deny her story. We simply claim she was the aggressor and only went to Potter after I rejected her. Winchester, you want to explain all of this after hours hoop-de-doo? Yes, Charles. What did you do with your hoop-de? Major Houlihan tells me that you're some sort of bordello fellow and that Colonel Baldwin here gave you the red light to go ahead. I grew up in the military, but I have never seen such deviance unbecoming an officer. Margaret, please. Trivia time. I got trivia this time. Last episode's question, what was the 4077th motto? You know the motto, right? Before seeing it, Before seeing the answer in front of you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the answer is best care anywhere, which is underneath the 4077th sign on the entrance. This episode's trivia question... Where were the patients usually shipped off to after being treated at the 4077th? That's a tough one. Mm. Go ahead and send your answers to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. You want to explain all this, Colonel? Since you insist, I have no other choice but to accuse Major Houlihan of improper behavior. My only 
improper behavior was not scratching your eyes out. Morgan, I know he can get his legs broken for ten bucks. If I might continue, in an attempt to curry my favor, in order to secure a promotion, the Major made sexual advances towards me. Sexual advances? He's lying! You swine! Watch your knee, Colonel Harvick! You simmer down or I'll have you sedated. If there's any doubt as to the truth of what I'm saying, Major Winchester was privy to this entire incident and can corroborate everything. Yeah, go ahead, Major. Yeah. Well, as painful as this is for me to say, I must nevertheless unequivocally state that Colonel Baldwin is lying through his teeth. He offered to have me reassigned to Tokyo if I would bear false witness against Major Houlihan. I've groveled. I have endured your insufferable cribbage playing. I have kissed your brass. But I will not, even for a return to that pearl of the Orient, Tokyo, lie to protect you while destroying a friend's career. Now, what have you got to say for yourself, Colonel? I seem to have all the facts I oh. came for. Mm -hmm. I think I'll be going. You can find MASH 4077 podcasts all over social media. We have a Twitter account. You can find the podcasts at MASH 4077 podcasts. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. You can find Meds at Hawkeye Meds. We also have a Facebook fan group. You can join up by searching facebook.com slash mash4077podcast. Or just type in mash4077podcast in the search and our page will come up. If you have any questions or comments or you want to answer some of our trivia questions, you can send those emails to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. You can listen to mash4077podcast all over the interwebs. You can catch us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and now we're on Spotify. And if you want to see show notes or do a direct download or listen to the podcast online, you can go to our main website at mash4077podcast.com. All right, that's going to do it for this episode. I think this was a really enjoyable episode, some really good Charles moments. I mean, he definitely shined in this episode. Oh, yeah. Some great Margaret moments. It was it's just a really entertaining episode overall. So, yeah. uh, and I still, and I love the whole you know, no joke between BJ. BJ's just kept poking Hawkeye. <laughs> it was so much fun to watch him just be torturing yeah. him. I do like the thing at the end when Hawkeye's on the, the PA system and he's saying he's saying some terrible jokes. I'm not even <laughs> I know. But I, I I do like the fact that BJ just sits there and as he listens up he just raises his little whiskey yep. glass to him. I, yep. I do like that's a lovely little yeah. subtle thing that is. I like good that. stuff, yeah. yeah. Alright, well I'm Kenny. And I'm Simon. And we'll be seeing ya. Sayonara, Tokyo. Sayonara, Sukiyaki. Sumo. Saki. Charles, you should be proud of yourself. Proud? Proud to know that I will never again enjoy the pleasure of dining with my shoes off? Proud of the way you came to my rescue and refused to prostitute yourself. Please. Don't say prostitute. Think of it. Instead of taking the easy way out, you stood up for a principle. Yeah. Yes, I did, didn't I? Well, I certainly won't let that happen again. Check out the latest podcast to hit this quadrant, The Geek Roundtable. Join hosts as they sit down with fellow geeks to talk, well, geek. 
Star Wars, Star Trek, cosplay, fantasy, anime, Firefly, even My Little Pony. If it's geeky, we'll discuss it. King Arthur had his roundtable for his nights. And now it's time for us geeks to have ours. Come join in the fun and geek out with the Geek Roundtable. Find us on iTunes by searching The Geek Roundtable. Or visit our website, thegeekroundtable.com. MASH 4077 Podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. That's all, folks. That's it. <clears throat> Written by Eli... Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. <clears throat>